Hey, this is the Art Confessions with Danny and Diane, and every week you're going to hear us talk about all kinds of things in the art world. Hope you enjoy. You'll hear our opinions, our thoughts, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Hey, Dan. Hey, Danny. How are you? I'm not bad. Yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. On this Tuesday afternoon, evening. It's Wednesday. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Typical Diane. doesn't know what day it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was good. Oh, my God. That was priceless. Uh, so would you like to introduce this week's um, subject? Sure. Uh, so what we'll be talking about this week is about uh, community and arts in the community and how it impacts the city and our environment and uh, why there should be a focus uh, and what it brings to the table. Yeah. And uh, by community art. So let's get it rolling like what do you think that means what what is community art what or art in the i think that i you should talk about what it is mostly because you're more in the community than i am i'm more like i'm in the community but it's not the same as you're interacting uh working at mirror and working uh, with the Museum of Fine Arts. So I'd like to hear what you have to say. What is community arts to you? Well, for me, I, I think that community art community arts has been like a big way for uh, not only to create community within like a city or whatnot, but it's also, it's also a way to help people in the community develop. Mm. And I say that, like, upon so many other things that it is. Like, I'm saying, when I look, let's say, in L.A., and that was the first time I ever kind of heard of um, our, commu- our community. And it is in, it's not in Compton. It's, like, in another, it's in Watts. And in Watts, there's these towers. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's, like, a community art project. And these beautiful towers are just like kind of spewing out of this uh, of this area of the city that's super criminal and kind of dangerous to be in. And I always thought that was so interesting that they had decided that, you know, to create that, to, for it to be such a pillar of their community that people go and visit the Watts Towers. Yeah, I think that's that's something to be said about community arts that it helps to promote interaction in a public space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's something else like, you know, like when we talk about arts, just like the subject of visual arts, it is one that is uh, more on the elitist side, you know, mm-hmm. like people who know the arts, well, they studied the arts. So, there's the entire idea that 
art should be democratized. Now, what I mean by that is that one should be allowed to understand a, p- a work of art and to be able to live with it, be surrounded by it, and not be intimidated by it. Mm. So community art really helps that, you know? Like, it gives you that little insight on having art with like around you all the time and it makes it not so um intimidating Mm -hmm. you know because whether you like it or not a museum you still have to pay to go in true therefore it's not for everyone not everyone can go to a museum well that's it in in the community there's a way for to actually engage youth in in the arts mm-hmm. in the community and i i think that's where it's a really great place for um the arts not to be divided from the elitists to mm-hmm. two different types of communities right so you'll be able to engage sometimes the youth will be able to engage with the artist and be part of that something along the lines of what you're doing at mur where you work with mm-hmm. students and you're able to, they're able to contribute and then they're able to yeah. pass by that piece of art and they have a new interaction with it because they were a part of it. Oh yeah, completely. And like today there was a post uh, that that came up on, on <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if you saw Danny posted it. When you guys will listen to it, then maybe you won't see it anymore. But. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on the highlights. Maybe I'll, I'll put on the highlights. <laughs> but essentially, um, what I do, what I've been doing uh, this summer with uh, one of my colleagues, uh, shout out to Stéphanie Arel, a wonderful art educator and artist. Um, we've been going around different um, uh, low-income housings in Montreal And essentially, these are like projects a little bit everywhere in Montreal. And it's like these gigantic um, apartment buildings where that are kind of made in like a square. And inside of the square is where the kids go out and play. So the parents can always keep an eye on them. Mm. And uh, what we did is essentially try to revitalize the space. So a lot of times, sadly... These places are kind of dingy. They're kind of run down. Not all of them, obviously, but uh, a lot of them are because they lack funding, essentially. So what we do is we go there and we paint on the ground games for the kids. So, uh, well, sometimes we invent some. Sometimes, like I did labyrinths, uh, hopscotch, uh, gigantic squares that they kind of run from the corner a lot of different different places have different games with those squares but essentially we just create these games on the asphalt and what happens is the kids kind of come out and while we're painting them they'll start and give us ideas like oh there's this game we like to play and oh well, how about you do it in pink or in red and we them engage with what we're about to do to their home so what happens is this really wonderful thing where the kids and the students feel like they have this appropriation, like somehow they're taking control of their environment. And I think that's really what community art is all about, especially when you're engaging the youth with it. 
is that you're giving them the microphone to take control of their environment. And what happens is in this kind of, in these dingy places, Mm -hmm. essentially people start to take care of it because now it's pretty. Like we leave there and there's paint and colors and it's just so beautiful. So now they're, they're like, oh, well, maybe we can get finance to, I don't know, uh, put up like a, a mural on the wall or, or whatnot. Yeah. So there's these little actions that are taking place just from that simple little, what, putting games on the ground. You yeah, know? so they're actually getting a, a sense of ownership and a, and a real connection to the places, to their place and their community. And eventually it does bring a better place for them to live for others to come visit it feels livelier you know for others especially in low economic uh, housing it, they're not the be- the most beautiful yeah. buildings but art can bring a whole new life to it and those children that are living there and the people who live there that they could feel you know, more attached to that and, and look at it and want to take care of it and also have a sense of pride in looking in the art, to the art. Because it makes a big difference. When you look at a mural, I mean, when I'm driving past any street and I see a mural, I stop and I'm like, oh my God, look at that mural. Do you see, did you see that? I'm like, it's so beautiful. And it just brightens someone's day. And that's not even in my own community, right? I'll be passing in other people's communities and I'm looking and I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful to look at. And for them to actually be seeing that every day, they want to like preserve it. They want, they feel pride Mm -hmm. pride in it, which I think is something so beautiful in what the community arts does. Yeah, so that's basically it. I just heard uh, the last thing I heard was in the community art. Yeah, in the community art. Was there anything else you want? Uh, not at the okay. moment. All not right. at the moment. There will be more. I'll have to say, but I'm I'm kind of just <laughs> building off of what you're saying. But those are a lot of yeah. Yeah, those fine. are a lot of the points that I I know about community art. Other than actually being involved in community art, actually, there I have a story about how I was first introduced. How I was it. first introduced to community arts. So in high mm-hmm. school, I had a wonderful art teacher. And when I was in secondary four, uh, there's I went to Leslie Pearson High School and there was a rivaling school down the street, the Henry Barassa. And it was kind of, mm-hmm. there was cultural differences, but it was also language barrier in, in the sense that it was a French school, and, and we were in English school. And there just so happened to be a huge fight between two students. I won't really get into it. But um, after that, my art teacher had decided to take an initiative and choose two students uh, from our school and two students from their school. And we were going to collaborate on a mural and paint the exact same mural both in, in both schools. So I was lucky enough to be a part mm-hmm. of that. And I was uh, designing that mural with um, with the students from Henny Brasa. And mm-hmm. what I had to say was a lot of people were, were saying like, oh, you went to the school and you painted the mural. Like, weren't you scared? And I told them, I'm like, they're just like us. They are ju- we are the same. You just 
put a different name to it, right? You speak French, speak English, one may be Spanish or Black and we're Italian, but what is the real difference here? There's no actual difference. We're all humans and we need to be working together. I did not feel unsafe. I felt safe, you know, and I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. experience. And had I not had that experience, I don't think I would have looked at the community arts the same way. And that's the whole thing, right? Engaging the youth into community arts, making them a part of it. And it brings a new life. And it brings a new attitude towards the community, which is just beautiful. And you know what? That like That's exactly what it's all about. And when you think of uh, different organizations like um, uh, the Art Hives, La Ruche d'Or, those are that's exactly what they do and i mean i i have a really wonderful um relationship with art hives and there's one at the museum also there's one in saint henry and i believe there's another one also in the village and if people don't know what the art hive is what it is really and it's like what danny just explained um essentially it's a place where anyone and everyone is welcome to come and you go there and you have all kinds of materials that are available to you. So if you feel like painting, well, you can grab some paper, some paint, go right ahead. You feel like sculpting, well, there's probably clay, you know, and stuff like that. And what I find so beautiful about the Art Hive is that you have absolutely everyone there. And you have someone who maybe is a doctor sitting next to um, maybe an old architect sitting next to a cashier. Like, it doesn't matter who you are Mm. because you're there because you want to have a pleasure in creating. Mm. And what happens is this really beautiful relationship that develops because, like, someone walks in and they're looking for, I don't know, a pencil Well, that person who goes there every week is going to be like, hey, welcome. What are you looking for? A pencil. Oh, sure. Look, that's where they are. If you have anything else, don't don't hesitate to ask. And then maybe they're working on a sculpture and that other person's like, oh, what are you creating? And there's these bonds that create and they start teaching one another different techniques. Mm. And it's so beautiful. It really is. And if you didn't know, For our listeners, uh, the Art Hive usually has uh, also art therapists that are there at all time and art educators. So you can also talk with the therapist if need be or schedule an appointment. And it really is, I believe, one of the best tools in community arts right now. And and the art therapist, that's free for for the community, right? Uh, from what I understand, it is, especially when you go to the art hive. So there's the art therapist that is there that's doing art therapy with them. Mm. But it's free at that moment. That's awesome. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people, me as well, I, I knew that there was art hives, obviously, but I didn't know that there were art therapists in the art hives. And I think that's a really amazing that they're able to actually cater to different types of needs, every single need to be uh, to mm-hmm. you know like it's the arts are just something completely different i mean when i first started painting in the community 
I went to a community center and mm-hmm. my whole life shifted from being, from thinking one way, my whole life opened up because you start to interact with different types of people. And that's when I first, um, I was first introduced to the LGBTQ community was when I was about 12 mm-hmm. years old. And it's because of my painting classes, because a lot of you get to interact with a whole bunch of different people. And, oh, yeah. and for that, I became a huge advocate for LGBTQ community uh, right after I met my friends from there. And th- that's, that's what the community arts does. It shows you different perspectives and you're just more open because to be artistic, to be creative, you need to be opened. Right. Mm. So, yeah. And you, no, oh, no, go, sorry, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> But you, you know what's really beautiful is, like, I find that if you're willing to start going into, like, community art, then there's no two ways about it. Like, that's what you're getting yourself into. Like, you have to be open because we're a safe space. So if you don't want to be a nice person in the safe space with the rest of us, then you shouldn't be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have a, I have a, a confession, if you will. Ooh, tell me your confession. This. It's, I mean, it's not really a confession. It didn't happen to me, but it just made me think of this when you said uh, the LGBTQ, no, LGB. Oh, I always, I know it's, I, I know it's, you say the wrong acronym and acronym. We'll fact check it, but, but it's uh, fine. <laughs> We will, we will fact check it. I'm really sorry to this community. Like I'm horrible with, the acronyms but essentially um at the museum they give these uh art lessons every thursday to people who are uh like seniors so over 65 and it's called uh, les beaux jeudis and what's really funny once is we were doing uh we were essentially giving nude model classes so if people don't know what that is, you have a, a model that's usually nude and poses for about two hours, different poses, like increments of 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. And what was really cool is our boss wanted to make sure that the people at the Beaujardzi had all kinds of different um, experiences. So they had a very muscular woman okay. come in. Then they had a woman who uh, who was uh, who was obese, essentially. Uh, but she, I always remember because I love drawing women who uh, who have extra weight, and I thought I think they're first of all absolutely gorgeous, yeah. and. I remember noticing the people like the in, in the crowd, they're like over 65. You're usually like 70, 80 years old, usually. And they were like, it's really interesting. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun to draw her. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's so much easier to draw a person um, who has extra weight on. And it's a, a real treat. And they're so beautiful mm. when they're naked and you're drawing them. And it was like they were loosening up, you know. And the last person that they drew, it was a trans woman. And, and that was, like, really interesting. How did they react? I'm just curious. 
that was and that was the thing like we were all kind of like listen this is a safe space this is a museum like you guys can't say anything yeah you know and honestly they reacted beautifully and these were these are obviously very open very woke grandmothers and grandfathers okay like these people are aren't very uh judgmental and they were like drawing and they were like this is so much fun it's so different like they didn't really know what they were drawing but at the same time he, he was so feminine but he was clearly not a like complete well it's a she but yeah. it, he she had the male anatomy so they were kind of having like a mind fuck essentially yeah. <laughs> because they didn't really understand but it it came out like so beautifully and they really let themselves go so I think that there is something to be said about opening people's minds mm-hmm. when you do com- art, uh, community art, you know? Absolutely. I think that it's really something that everyone should be exposed to in one way or in another. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was lucky to have that experience because I always wanted to go into art, but there's some, there some youth that don't really know where to go for these things. They, they're not very aware. They're very, um, they just stick to what they know, really. So if they're, what would be really good is for the schools to start promoting, you know, arts in the community. I Oh, yeah, absolutely. I find that the arts in, in education, and I won't get too much into this topic because... I'm sure that we'll eventually do an episode on this, <laughs> but I find that they don't put any importance on art whatsoever. They think that the arts are not important, and in in yeah. reality, it's math, etc. But what they don't understand is that art helps open up the mind for you to be receptive yeah. for everything else. And for others to create and to open up their minds to become more open to different perspectives, become more open to, um, I mean, other people's opinions. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you. That's exactly what it does. And it, it like murals in general, like, it really did, um, the beginning of it really started in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, what had what they had essentially was they there was a lot of crime, right? So what happened it was this wonderful company started in Philadelphia and started doing murals all over the city. And what they noticed, well, was that the crimes were dropping down. There was less and less graffiti, quote unquote. Mm. And more respect towards the artwork that was on the on the wall, and more interaction with like the citizens within the city. It's like they took back their city through art, and I think we did that in Montreal as well. Absolutely, like, and how I don't know how many years ago it started, but mural festival. Yes, mural fest for sure. That's a very important one. Like. I was so disappointed. Mural Fest always happens around my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and like because of COVID, like it just wasn't happening. Now it's it's like it's happening right now. But 
it's not the same. It's not like when you're walking down Saint Laurent, you're just like in like this beautiful submerged new murals being put up on the wall. But it really is like a testament of how we do put an important foot for mural art in our city. Yeah. And it's really, it, it, it brings the community together. Like last year when I was at Mural Festival, uh, now companies are starting to, to get into it, you know? So mm-hmm. I think uh, Aldo had like Pony and it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It had like an interior design aspect to it. And just walking down the street, I started seeing people from, uh, you know, the art education community. And mm-hmm. it's just so nice because it's a place where we could all get together, even though we're from different districts and different communities, we have a commonality. So in Mural Festival, we know, I'll know that I'll always see someone from uh, art education, you know, from that art community. I'll always run into someone from there. And it, yeah. it makes me very happy because I'm actually able to discuss the artwork uh, and see you know, the families coming together. Like I'm there with my family and and they're there with their family. And it's like that really joyful moment of sharing art and sharing family and community together. Hmm. It's just, I just, what I find is a shame though, is like the fucking weather here in Montreal. Oh, you yeah. know, like we have the worst weather. So like in the city, this place is popping, you know, we have murals all over the place festivals like I have not stopped this summer I've been working my butt off but in the winter like it's like all of that disappeared I know we're all like hermits (laughs) but I think I think that that's something that even brings it a step further because I know the weather sucks and but when summer comes around I mean there's so much for everyone to do that you're out yeah. every weekend, that it, it's actually oh, yeah. a good thing that we have the weather to slow us down at times. Oh my God. We are like, ugh, I don't want to insult anyone. I feel like we're like, oh no, we have to leave them. We have to leave them. Then summer comes and we're like, this is the greatest city in the world. And then yeah. winter comes again. Like it's just, oh, it's so bad. Like I hate the weather here. But like you said, then summer comes and we're so grateful to live in the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the amount of festivals that we have here, like it's it starts with, I think, Mural Festival or the uh, the F1. It's one or the other. Francophonie? Oh, no. the F1? Yeah, yeah, I think it does start with the F1. And then right. I think it starts with the F1 and then it starts, then after that, it's... Uh, mural festival mural fest and then yeah. not long oh, after no, it is mural fest no you're right it starts with mural fest because my birthday it's the weekend of my birthday and then f1 is usually around before saint jean yes right before i think it's mid mid july yeah. it's right as mural fest is ending yes exactly and then it's after june and then after we have i mean we have uh jazz fest but we have the con- yeah the com- uh, just for laughs, we have so many different types of communities coming together. It's music, it's art, exactly. It's, it's everything that we are actually celebrating in the summer. It's absolutely that, and it's really interesting that you say that. That it's like, oh yeah, there's all these festivals, but 
within those festivals, these are communities. These are these are art communities that are showing themselves and manifesting themselves and celebrating their art. And I just feel like that is such a beautiful thing. In the winter now, I do have to say, like I was complaining earlier, but we do have La Nuit Blanche. Yes. In the winter where we do like everything is open and there's a lot of art communities that create something during La Nuit Blanche and all that. So that's really nice. I mean, there are a few, there are a few different things in the winter, just that I'm not as willing to go outside. No, of course not. It's cold. Street thrillers, we could say. Oh my God. I'm the, ugh, I hate the winter. My goodness. If I could just stay in a cocoon. I have to say, I was talking about this with, with an artist today and I was like, you know, I didn't mind, like, I hate, I hated COVID and quarantine and all that, but I did not mind being forced to stay home from March to May. Like, I'm going to be honest, people, like, not having to go outside when it's cold, I had no issues with that. You see, but at March to May, I don't mind it as much. You see, as soon as March hits, that's when I'm actually excited to start going outside. For really? Yeah. I thought it's, it was still cold. We still had a lot of snowstorms. It was still cold, but it was like spring is coming. So I had like a, a light of hope. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, you know. Yeah. So I could actually yeah, we're more hopeful. I could actually go outside and, and walk to get a coffee on my break or something. <laughs> Whereas in the winter, no. Absolutely not. No, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I agree. No, it, it is like, I think sometimes it's, those are the types of things that I kind of think of. Like, I wonder, you know, Europe is a very thriving artistic area where like community art is quite he like heavily funded and all that. And I kind of wonder sometimes, do you think it maybe has to do with the weather? I think the weather does come into play. I definitely think it does. Because, look, if, for you, would you be able to do murals in, in January outside? No, you can't. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. You can be frozen popsicle. It's over. Yeah, the, the paint won't even dry. It'll just drip. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about the paint. It'll just freeze. Yeah. by the, Like, 10 minutes outside, it's frozen paint. Listen, like, we do murals all the way till November. And in November, like, we can't be there all day. Like, we start at 10 and we finish at 2 because that's when it's warm enough on the wall to paint or else it's too cold. Yeah, I definitely understand why because 10 to 2, you're, I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And even last year, I was really high up in the air, and it was, like, end of October. And all, I, like, my fingers were frozen because there's paint, and it's wet, and you're high up in the air, so the wind is blowing, and it's cold wind. Like, it, oh, no. No, 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 no. But it is really wonderful moments to be able to go in schools and talk about being an artist in the summer. And I think, like, that's kind of the beauty of Montreal is because it's so shitty during the year that you kind of can go into schools 
and talk about it. You just need to make sure that the teachers and the school board Mm -hmm. views the importance of that interaction with the students, which is, in my in in my opinion, very humble opinion, one of the most important things that we do as artists. Absolutely. Actually, I wanted I wanted to mention something because of our first topic that we had discussed early uh, on our podcast, women in the arts. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling through TikTok one day mm-hmm. and I came across uh, these two women who started this um, this type of mural festival in San Diego mm-hmm. and it's called Ladies uh, Who Paint Mural Walk and they decided to showcase a whole bunch of different women uh, in the city just women mm-hmm. and they they did murals all over their city which i found a, like a really cool initiative to put women at the forefront in the community arts mm-hmm. i wanted to just yeah. share that because i think that their work that they're doing is really uh important and i just wanted to kind of throw it out there and their their murals are beautiful <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. And you know, it's at uh, at it's also run by women. Like I think that's I think that's really interesting. Hmm. Is Mur I wonder if there's a correlation. Is Mur is Mur run by only women? Uh yeah, run? Yeah, it's run by women. Were they the ones who came up with that whole concept? Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, no, like the concept of have making murals in a city. Well, no, absolutely that not. Was that was not them? But like, uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, my boss that started that here in Montreal, and it was her and someone else. They was like her first partner, but I don't remember. I don't remember the name. I'll check it. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was Elie Elizabeth Ann Doyle. She uh, she's like a powerhouse woman like I have so much respect for this woman and she does she started me in Montreal that's amazing yeah. I wouldn't uh, maybe we should uh, see if we could get her on here one day yeah that would be pretty interesting yeah. and she's a hoot and a half to talk to oh oh well now I'm even more intrigued <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I think it's really interesting and I, I kind of I kind of wonder because it's like it's clearly a need for these women that they feel a need that they need to first of all beautify the city mm-hmm. second of all educate this the citizens by putting art all over the place like they there is some kind of need within them it's an art education need whether they like it or not it is absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no i think that is interesting well, I think that we spoke about this quite in depth. Is there anything else? <laughs> is there any is there anything else that you want to add? Like the final thing you want to talk about in community arts, about community arts? Um, I'd say <laughs> I'd say that I think that because there is so many of these wonderful uh, community art programs like and festivals that have started in the past 15 years especially I can mostly just talk about Montreal here but because these things have started in Montreal 
What I think is really wonderful is that it has developed uh, an interest for artists and for uniqueness. Mm. And I was really just talking about this today with an illustrator I was working with. And we were saying, like, it's so wonderful because now illustrators need have jobs and like they are quite in demand like heavily in demand and I don't think you could say that when I was in high school if someone wanted to be an illustrator they were not going to have much work like aside from books like that was about it when we talked about illustration so I think it's really interesting to see how how of an important impact illustrators now have in the art, in the community art world. Because when we think about Mu, a lot of the artists that are doing murals are illustrators. And that's what you see on the walls. And I think that's really wonderful because it's created jobs Mm. as art educators, as muralists, as even illustrators like beer bottles of oh, so many craft beers are just looking for illustrators because now we are eating this visual information we don't just want words anymore we want visual images absolutely i actually did a whole lesson with um, students about uh, memes and mm. the relationship between um, the image and the text. So you need to have a link because a lot of people will be looking at the image, but they need to relate to the text, right? So even for these illustrations, maybe less so for murals yes. because there might not be as many words, although sometimes there are, there is. But for beer bottles, right? Mm-hmm. So what is your brand? Well, if your brand is, uh, I know that there's one here in Quebec that it's like these pinup girls, these different type of pinup girls. I forget which. Yeah, ach, ach, uh, not Archambault, yeah. but uh, Archibald. Archibald. Yeah. yeah. So each girl represents a different type of beer. Like the the text is yeah. there, but in reality, when you're looking at the girl, you can kind of get a sense of what type of beer you're going to get. So. The, you know, yes. so it's really interesting. You have to think about everything. And it's true. Visual. We are in a digital and a visual era. So Instagram, yes. Instagram was first really big and it's still really big. But now it's like moving more towards even video. But that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole different discussion. But yeah, it, it mm. made visual. You have to tell something with one still image should tell you a story. And what are you saying? Exactly. And another thing I'll, That's exactly another thing I'll just add on there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, something I learned in university, and I think that's why a lot of artists started to be more and more in demand, is because artists created the jobs for them in a way. So... you. As an artist, half of the the battle is actually finding uh, people who you have to convince them that they need you. Why do they need you? Yeah, you know, in community art, when you go into the schools, like like a lot of people have done, like uh, fusion jeunesse, etc., and they come into the schools and they're convincing. Mm-hmm. Why do you need my program? Why do you need me here? And that created a lot of jobs because 
What was that? What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was Oliver. He just blew his nose. <laughs> I didn't forgot you might have heard that. It was. It was oh, I think it's gonna go in for another one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's allergy season. Definitely. Yeah, and so it created a lot of jobs in that way because we made the public know that we are necessary for the community. No, mm. oh, for sure. It's definitely, I think that especially now more than ever, like you just said earlier, everything is sold with one image, with a story that you're able to tell within one image. People don't want to read anymore. Mm. Like reading is for children. You know? <laughs> like, it's just essentially people want to see something and understand it right away. And when they understand it, they feel smart. They feel connected. Mm -hmm. They can associate it with something they've lived and that's what we are selling and that's what artists are good at mm -hmm. doing so i think i listen i think community arts is just going to keep growing keep on growing i just kind of wish that there was more funding for um a, like our communautaire and and all those beautiful organizations that are really pushing to help uh different youth groups and uh and underprivileged societies mm -hmm. to develop that well listen i think we i think we said it all i think so i think we said it all if we missed anything yeah and there's something that uh someone would like to add just let us know on our instagram page uh yeah at the art confessions uh, it'll be in the description below and we really want to hear what you think about this topic so let us know yes we do and we're going to add a bunch of pictures and, and I'll, I'll definitely send all of the different places you can check out uh, community art in Montreal because there is really wonderful places, especially the Art Hive. Go check it out, people. And oh, I forgot to say, teenager is listening to us. <laughs> if there are any. Um, <laughs> there's a place in the museum called the ATLR. So ATLR. 15 to 20 and it's essentially an art hive for only teenagers only people between 15 and I'd say 25 years old and it has like silk screen it has so much materials and it's free and you know what like if you love to create go there there's always art educators who are there and it's such a wonderful environment and you can go there and then go visit the museum for free that's amazing uh, if you're a teenager, please yeah. go, because if I was young enough, I would be going to. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, you can come. I'll let you in. I have my way in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that, have a great evening. Have a good guys. night. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Diane. So I'm just doing the fact check for this week in community arts. What an interesting subject, and it's a subject that clearly you guys could see it's very dear to my heart, but as much as there's so much information that we know, uh, there's so many articles we had to read during our degree and whatnot, so at times I can't speak on Danny's behalf, but I definitely get mixed up with some information, so just to kind of make sure that we said all the right things, here I am fact-checking our entire episode. So here we're going to start off 
we're going to start off with the Watts Towers. Now, I had read an article uh, talking about community arts near the Watts Towers. Um, I think I got it mixed up in my head and ever, ever since I read that article because there is um, a lot of art that happens around that area because it's so beautiful, this, the, the area where the Watts Towers are. So I'm just going to tell you where it's from. Uh, like I said, there is community programs around it, but it's not necessarily the community that made the Watts Towers. So it is a 17 interconnected sculptural towers, art, architectural sculptures uh, in a mosaic, made with mosaics that represents the residential property of Watts, Los Angeles. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So here it says that it was designed and built solely by Sabato Simon Rodia from 1879 to 1965 he lived. He's an Italian immigrant, construction worker, and tile, tile mason over a period of 33 years from 1921 to 1954. Uh, the tallest of the towers is 99.5 feet, which is 30.3 meters. The work is an example of outsider art, of art brute, and Italian-American naive art. So, like I said, like it is, uh, it's, it really does kind of describe the area and a lot of people from Watts, you know, they'll say, oh, let's go to the towers. It is quite impressive to be there and see it in person, but uh, no, it's not necessarily community. It is this, uh, this man that did it himself. So I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, so my mistake. Now, the next one. At one point, we were talking about how community art uh, helps foster open-mindedness and uh, like it is a safe space for all kinds of people. And we said the LGBTQ community. And when I said it, I get mixed up. And this is my mistake. I really hope I didn't offend anyone. When I say the LGBTQ community, I often get mixed up because I know it's more than just LGBTQ and due to my dyslexia, when it comes to uh, relearning different words, I tend to mash them up and then I get nervous and I make jokes, which I understand it can be offensive. I really didn't mean it to be. So here, uh, here it is. I'm just going to explain it for those who aren't aware. So it is the LGBTQIA+. And uh, on this article of the New York Times, they have an amazing way to describe it. So it's kind of like the alphabet of uh, that word. So here it says what it means, it, what it, the vocabulary inside inc is inclusive to gay and lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, demisexual, graysexual, cisgender, transgender, transgendered, trans or trans plus, gender non-conforming or GNC, non-binary, gender queer, gender fluid, gender neutral, and intersexual. Oh, and I might have forgot one. M-A-A-B, F-A-A-B, U-A-A-B, which is a male assigned at birth, female, assigned at birth or unassigned at birth. So that's about 
everything that kind of envelops in that uh, in the LGBTQIA+. So just for everyone to know. And also I didn't, I knew most of them, but I didn't know that it kind of englobed all of that. So if you were wondering, I'll send the link and we'll put it on our Instagram if you want to read a bit more about it. Uh, so that was it. And again, very sorry if I, if I offended anyone. It really was out of nervousness that I was giggling and kind of joking about it. But I honestly do have a lot of difficulty remember- remembering it all. After that, we t- I was talking about uh, the mural company in Philadelphia and why it's so important. It's because this mural company is so big. I don't think we can even imagine it. It's so big and it has such a beautiful importance in that city. And um, it is what uh, it, it's what inspired my boss at Mood to create Mood here in Montreal. So it is Mural Arts Philadelphia program. And it really is wonderful. They have all kinds of things. They have an entire art education department, uh, public art and civic engagement, restorative justice. It, it's so amazing. Like I, ugh, I was supposed to go and see this in November, uh, not in November, sorry, in um, April before COVID happened. So it, it it's it to me it's like it's kind of like my idols and I'm very impressed by all of that so you can go check it out and see what they have to offer but know that new here in Montreal are doing the same thing and on that line um Danny was talking about how in San Diego there was uh, these two women that had this mural kind of company um doing mural walk and uh yeah there, it's it's cool that there's a lot of women starting all of this. And I said, oh, well, let me start with women. And I know my boss, which is um, Ili, as we know her. But she didn't start this alone. Uh, she had her um, her partner at the time, who was called, who is still called, Emmanuel Hébert. And the two of them together co-founded Mu after going to Philadelphia and with the Cirque du Soleil and saw that uh, in Philadelphia they had mural arts program. So that really impacted their vision. They were like, why don't we have this in Montreal? And they created this, like something similar in Montreal. So uh, that was really important for me to tell you that. Uh, Also, there's just a couple of things that I just wanted to tell everyone so in Montreal, we do have some amazing community programs, uh, such as we talked about the archives. There's archives in St. Henry, the Museum of Fine Arts, Concordia. There's one in the Gay Village, and there is one in um, Montreal North, but it's not exactly an archive. It's more for a low-income habitation, but in Montreal North. But that is cool for people who live in Montreal North. Aside from that, I would really suggest to go to the one at the Museum of Fine Arts, St. Henry, or the one at Concordia, although now with COVID, maybe the one at Concordia isn't going to open yet. Then after that, uh, just so you know, in terms of uh, festivals, so we talked about mural, but there's also Under Pressure, which is a huge one. which is really impressive because more and more every summer there's a lot more 
murals coming up and mural festivals coming up and it's it's pretty impressive the other one the other one I want to talk about is Canada de Ruelle, which is happening right now. Uh, it's going to go all the way till the 29th of August. So if you're interested, go check it out at the 5357 Fifth Avenue. Uh, I believe it's in Rosemont. And you can see the amazing work that's being done with local artists right now. After that, uh, there's Mural Under Pressure, Canada de Ruelle, and then we are going back to the community. And we have MU, which is the company I work for. Which it's not a company, it's an organism. And we go uh, in the schools and we do murals also throughout the summer. After that, community programs like Art Hives for Teens, there's one at the Museum of Fine Arts called the Ate à l'Art 15 to 20. And like I said, it's completely free. You can use all the materials you want. And afterwards, you can go in the museum and kind of check it out. There was also the Prisme, which is in the museum downstairs. Now that being said, this is before COVID, but it will come back soon enough. And it's like a digital lab, art lab that you can go in. After that, there's just this last thing I want to talk about, which is a free gallery and it's always a lot of fun to go to and it's called the Belgo on St. Catherine and there's so many galleries there I don't even know how many there is inside but on the different floors there's different galleries and I think it's a real treat to just go there in the afternoon and walk and look. go there with a girlfriend I think I'm going to invite Danny to a, uh, a date to go to the Belgo maybe we'll do a, a podcast on that so Thank you so much for listening to us and please check our Instagram out. Contact us, give us ideas, give us feedback and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you soon.